welcome to What the Hex. And thanks for tuning in again. My name is Shannon. I'm Archie. And I'm Joe. And today we're going to be talking about the true stories to your favorite scary movies. Bum, bum, bum. So, um, we each have our own story. Yes. And we're going to cover a little bit of, you know, stuff. Yeah, if uh, if I have to say, one of my favorite things uh, to do is watch movies. I'm a I'm a movie buff, and I really enjoy horror movies. Um, I should probably go along saying like psychological movies, paranormal type, the horror stuff, the bloody, gory stuff. Mm. Not so much, you know, like Saw. I don't really see much of a point. Well, Saw really didn't have movies, an interesting uh, plot to it. Yeah, honestly, it's a gore so fest. I watched all of them, and I'm like, this. Yeah, this is just a gore <laughs> fest. Like I'm. Yes. Not here. I've never really seen the movie. Yeah, not so much a fan of those types of movies, but uh, like I said, the psychological thrillers are always uh, always a fun bump in the night for sure. I kind of had to like movies. I went to college for it. <laughs> exactly. I don't have the attention span for movies. I end up doing something else. So um, mm-hmm. depending on what it is, I have to be like super interested. Let's go. Ooh. Oh, that was from the gut. <laughs> All right. From the butt. So today we are going to share one of our favorite horror movies uh, based on true events. So uh, we did a little research here and uh, we're going to go ahead and give you guys some of our favorite. Without spoiling, I think probably would be best if obviously people should know where the movies go if they're murderous, scary (laughs) stories. So, Well, they're all old enough movies. If you haven't seen them, this is all your fault. Yeah. The time has passed. Yeah. Go watch it. Exactly. If you don't like spoilers, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Keep listening anyway, because, you know, Yeah. just keep listening. All right, Shannon, let's go start with you. What do you got for us today? So, today I picked the movie Child's Play, which most people know as Chucky. Chucky, if you don't know, is a redheaded doll with a murderous streak. Um, So, in the movie Chucky... This kid gets a doll. He really wants it. Um, there's like six Chuckies too, but in the original, um, he gets a doll. He really wants it. The mom brings it home, and then he comes to life and starts murdering everybody. So you would be surprised that this movie is actually based on a real-life doll, which if you are a paranormal fan, you probably already know who this doll is. So, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Robert the Doll. I've heard of Robert the Doll. If you don't know who Robert the Doll is, he is a... If you see him, he's kind of like a three-foot doll. Um, it's weird because he he has a different appearance. He kind of looks like Carius George in a way, if I could describe him. Um, he's made out of rags, and he's wearing a sailor's outfit. And he is said to be stuffed with straw. Um, he has black eyes. There's, like, no... You know how some dolls have, like, those, like, glassy-looking eyes? His are just black. Um, and he has no expression. They say before he had, like, a painted jester's face, but it's not like that anymore because of time of it being worn off. He also has a lot of, like, holes in his face because of something that had to do with silverfish, which you hate those, don't you, silverfish? <laughs> oh, my God. Don't even get me started on centipedes, dude. That was eight well, centip- it's like it's like a centipede. I'll show you. Yeah, they're, like, I don't even want to say water-based, but they're, yeah. they're very, very similar. <laughs> those could be their own scary story. So Robert the Doll was gifted to a boy of the name of Robert Eugene Otto. 
and that was in 1906 in Key West, Florida. It was said that he was gifted by the housemaid, who actually had some ill will against the family. Um, And it's rumored that this maid actually practiced voodoo. So they believe that the maid cursed the doll. And shortly after she gifted the doll to Robert and the family, she resigned. The boy obviously was named Robert. He decided to name the doll after himself because he loved this doll so much he took it everywhere. And it became kind of confusing for the family, so they started calling the real boy Gene because he would always talk about Robert. So at first his parents thought it was kind of cute that he had Robert and that he took it everywhere. And then things started to become kind of weird. So at night, they would hear, like, deep giggling in his room, running around the house, um, stuff like that. And anytime anything would happen, he would blame Robert. So a vase would be broken. He'd be like, Robert did it. It wasn't me. Which is, like, normal as a kid, you know? I was going to say, it sounds pretty child-innocent-like, you know? Exactly. While he lived in the home with the autos, um... The family would hear creepy giggles, and school children would pass by and see the doll sitting in the window, and then a moment later, he'd be in another window, so he would move, and also change facial expressions. So that made him pretty creepy. Um, And sometimes his legs would be crossed, and they would switch legs when you weren't looking. Things would go missing, get broken, get turned upside down. And every time they asked Gene, like, what's going on, he'd be like, um, Robert did it. So his family eventually banished the doll to the attic because they're like, okay, we can't have Gene running around doing all these things and blaming the doll. Later on, um, Robert actually, or Gene, inherited the home from his parents and moved in there with his wife. And even as an adult, he blamed the doll for things that happened. So he actually beat his wife and he blamed Robert the doll. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So um, when Eugene eventually passed, his wife wanted to sell the house because she was like, okay, screw this shit. I don't want to be here with this doll anymore. So in the clause when she was selling the house, she said that Robert had to stay. He was part of the house and he had to maintain his position in the attic. So when the new people would buy the house. They couldn't have any other inhabitants in the attic. So that's kind of creepy. If that was in my attic when I was purchasing a house, it'd be a no-go. Yep. I don't care if it's my dream home. Mm-hmm. Yep. So flag. Yeah. Creepy and doll in the attic. Hell no. So when um, people would go up there, they would go in there and he would be in a different position that they left him. Ooh. And they would hear running up there, everything. So they're like, yeah, screw this. So eventually, um, when new people moved into the home, they donated Robert to a museum. So Robert was donated to the Martello Museum, which it's an old fort in Key West that is supposedly haunted by Civil War soldiers. So great place for this haunted doll to be, and an even more haunted place. So in this museum, once he was donated, they were actually saying weird stuff was going on. Um, A lot of people actually ended up quitting because crazy things would happen. Um, The lights would turn on and off. Um, They would see stuff flying around, crazy stuff like that. And eventually, a groundskeeper started taking care of the place, and he decided that it was actually because Robert just wanted attention. 
so he built him a glass case, um, displayed him, actually gave him a little stuffed animal, and kind of made it so that Robert was on display and he was at full attention of everybody. Now when people visit the museum, when you walk in, you actually have to introduce yourself to Robert if you're gonna go over there, which the museum, like caretakers, actually every morning when they walk in, they introduce themselves to Robert. Mm -hmm. They're like, good morning, Robert. We're here to take care of you. Um, Will you hand this over to us? And then if you're gonna take a photo, introduce yourself, take the photo, and then thank Robert. There was actually like reports that people would go in and make fun of Robert and terrible things would happen to them. So they would get in car accidents, like somebody in their family would die, like all these terrible things would happen because they made fun of Robert. And people would send in letters apologizing to Robert. So if you go there now, you can actually see all the apology letters next to him, um, all this other stuff. So if you are with a skeptic, do not go there because they're probably gonna mock him and then ruin their life. Okay, don't go with Joe. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Joe's. Oh no, I would totally use that to prank people, 100%. I'd be like, oh yeah, no, we're gonna go up and talk to this doll, and I'm go. I would tell them a completely different story, if they didn't know about the doll. I'd be like, all right, hey, this doll actually only responds to talking shit about it. Oh my god, no, because you're gonna get haunted, and so are they. No, because I won't. I will go introduce myself to Robert first, and then come back out and be like, yeah, by the way, talking shit to this doll. That's how the story goes. And then I'm out. Honestly, <laughs> won't come back to bite me in the ass. I don't even want to talk shit right now about Robert because I don't want him to fucking know. Like he's just listening to the podcast right now. He's like omniscient shit, so like, hell no, Robert's not gonna hear anything from my mouth. So, yeah, that's the story of Robert. He is still at the Key West Museum. Um, I actually did see that Zach Biggins. Yeah, I was. He did an interview, and I think he was holding Robert the entire time, and like kept telling the interview like stuff about him i want to say like he like had a like the doll the robert doll sitting on his lap the entire time during the interview because he got permission from robert to hold him and have him there yeah and he i think he actually talked shit to it too of course which, he did. it's zach baggins of course he would exactly so i'm like okay that's just that's just par for the course for the guy yeah literally i'm like okay that like goes back to the whole annabelle thing like it's these dolls are no joke. Like they're creepy shit. <laughs> the only the only rule Zach had was to not touch Annabelle. <laughs> Deep into that episode, he touches Annabelle. I knew it was coming too. I said, "Well, you just you just told the kid not to put his hand in the pot of candy, bro." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you do see it too, um, and in the interview, like he, the curator that like brings him is like, "Okay, like you have to be really careful with him." And Zach's just like trying to get his hands on him like a child like yeah he's like all super he's like oh, i got the doll literally and like he's just like he like wants to hold it so bad and they're like no no you gotta be fucking careful with this thing zach zach beggins definitely <clears throat> wanted to hold him and be all up in that dude that's bragging rights though that is straight up bragging rights he's touched like every haunted object exactly he he's immune to it all yeah. that crazy guy man Hit up all the haunted dolls in one go. Literally, he's probably gonna put them all in one room one day and just be like, see I'm what happens. He's like, cuddle with them. Time to fuck around and find out. All in the same room and just wait. Puts them all in a little UFC ring. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know which one would win. Hmm. I'd say Annabelle. At least for the ones that I know of, I, I'd definitely say Annabelle. She has like the most hype for sure, but I don't know. I feel like it'd be Peggy. <laughs> 
Yeah, but <laughs> Annabelle it get, has to have um, a priest and come in and bless the box on a weekly basis, if um, not daily basis. You're right. Yeah. Like, she's behind a... She's in a locked in a glass box with a priest coming in and doing the prayers on the box and then on the room that she's in that the box is in and then on the entire house that the box is in oh my god like it's like a triple layer thing is she still at the warrens yes from what i know of, she's still at the warrens <laughs> wow. but like they have like because they don't want her to leave because they know what she'll do yeah. supposedly quote unquote but it's like they have like I think it's like a weekly or like every other day basis of they have a priest come in and bless the house, bless the box, bless Annabelle, so that way she doesn't move. That is so scary. No, thank you. And it's like one of the big things is you do not open that glass box. <clears throat> Except well, Zach. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Robert is out and about and in a museum and everybody can see it. Annabelle, you, you do not see, you do not pass go, you do not collect $200. Yeah, you can't even see her. No. Robert's, like, in his case, so nobody will touch him, but yeah. you can at least see him. Yeah. But I think he has different roles because he, like, wants the attention, but he wants it only to be positive attention, yeah. you know? So, that was my bit. <clears throat> well, thanks for sharing uh, some more extra terror for me to overthink tonight when I go to sleep, Shannon. <laughs> Same, <for> actually. <clears throat> so. Oh. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that chair is connected to Robert. That's the chair Robert was in in the attic. Yeah. It all comes shit. back to that Do chair in shit. your garage. How crazy is it, though, that last episode we did when I talked about that chair when the family that yeah. had the chair, that is the family that, that the new Conjuring movie is about. I feel like all of our stuff is connecting because, like, the Divic box is also the same episode as the yeah. Robert box or Robert the doll. Like, what mm-hmm. is going on? That's crazy. That's weird. <clears throat> um... So, for my pick, um, I went with the not-so-paranormal movie, um, but was heavily psychological. Uh, It was a 2008 movie called The Strangers. And uh, I... One of the biggest reasons I I gravitated towards that was, um, was because this was a movie based not... Even though the movie wasn't based on its direct events, it was based off of like a couple different events that took place. And um, to me, it's it's very real. You know what I'm saying? Like you could be skeptical to the paranormal and no matter what, like this was something that had happened, you know? Um, and so... <clears throat> So it was uh, directed and written by Brian Bertino, and the uh, like I said, not uh, although the film was not directly based on the events within the film, it was based off of uh, true events of the Manson family murders, and the uh, it was a series of break-ins in the director's like childhood neighborhood when he was younger. Um, where they would actually like go to door to door and like knock on the door and ask for like a random person's name to see if they were home. You know, they'd say like, hey, is Sarah home? And they'd be like, there's no one by that name that lives here. And they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, blah, blah. But if someone was to answer the house, they know, oh, someone's home. But if no one answered, then they would, that would be the house that like they'd picked Rob. Um, so if, if no one's familiar with the movie, um, 
basically this uh, this guy comes uh, this this guy and his wife uh, they go on like a little summer I think it was like a summer retreat or something into their cabin and um, it was kind of secluded and this <clears throat> this lady shows up at the door and uh, you know she's asking like her whole face is shadowed out you know and she's asking for someone and he's like no I, no one lives here you know by that name and she's just like su- th- this whole scene this this particular scene was it stuck with me because of how eerie it was right and so she leaves and then the the husband goes on an errand and when he comes home he sees that the house kind of looked like it was broken into and stuff and it, i'm not trying to give anything out uh, away but basically um oh give it away if people haven't the, seen the movie <laughs> the we don't the, do spoiler free stuff here it's everything spoiler uh, heavy it is a very eventful built up right so the suspense builds throughout the entire movie because i mean when you first of all when you go into watching a suspenseful thriller movie whether it's paranormal or whatever the opening scene you just know some stuff's gonna start happening so naturally from the very beginning even if it's like sunny and everyone's happy like the suspense is building because you know something is coming like every time we've watched a conjuring movie or the annabelle movies whatever like you knew something was coming so the or the slender movie with the jump scare that we totally guessed wrong yeah the anticipation is so real but this movie on a psychological level to me was very impactful because of how real that it was you know and um as history has said this this were these were events that have happened to take place and unfortunately um you know it it had to have happened in order for this movie to kind of be inspired by and it's just it's one of those uh, movies that don't sit well with you while you're watching it you know you get uh you get all the weird eagly figglies in the belly and eagly figglies you're turtle heading yeah exactly <laughs> you're sweating yeah and uh but yeah i i remember watching it uh, like i said that came out in 2008 so for us personally we were like in eighth grade and i was just chilling in my room alone you know i'm like oh it's stranger you know my dad's had me watch horror movies and scary movies since i was like six so i love them you know Side note, Archie's dad loves Halloween more than any human being I've ever met. Like, <laughs> yeah. growing up, going to Archie's house, there was, like, decapitated, like, rubber heads hanging from every ceiling in every room. Like, you would be walking in the kitchen, and you would run into a decapitated rubber yeah. head. <laughs> You'd have, like, little... Um like arms like rubber arms kind of like laying around and they'd have like little zombie babies or like there's yeah. a zombie baby and then he would have just like these really cool um silicone like rubber type of uh decorations they are like oh, i'm just trying to get milk but i gotta scoot this demon baby to the side he had this big rat there's this huge rubber rat that like he would hide around and like if you didn't oh know, my god i remember the rat and then if you go in the bathroom he's got this big grim reaper thing up on the corner ceiling part so like it's just yeah he he thinks he used to build the haunted houses for us when we were in school like in fifth grade and in elementary school he was uh he was the one that built all the haunted houses for us and then he have all the parents like 
come in and act and do some really cool stuff and to me like i grew up with that so like to me that shit was just cool like i just loved it i was like yo we gotta yo halloween's coming we're gonna get scary we gotta get this we, you know it's gonna be super cool so i was never you know afraid necessarily but i was more of like i mean i was obviously but i think i was attracted to that suspense of you know halloween being afraid scary movies you know because he'd be watching a scary movie my mom doesn't really like him so he'd watch him alone and then i would go sit with him and i'd be like what's this you know and he'd be like oh this is like frankenstein you know 1950s or whatever year those things came out so um but so i was i remember just putting it on you know because i was like hell yeah this is gonna be a good movie i haven't seen it yet and just the whole time i said you know well this is why i don't answer the door this is <laughs> this is why i just don't watch movies i shouldn't watch movies by myself yeah <laughs> that's why us millennials text our friends and we're there instead yeah. of knocking you, on the door and yeah. even when you knock on the door we still peek through the window and be like are you really is that are you really here cool? <laughs> yeah. yeah the only other movie to give me an emotional impact that lasted for like days i was in fifth grade and i watched it was um at the time it was like the latest texas chainsaw massacre movie it's funny a guy i work with um his name's rob um he used to work in the oil fields and he actually saw the real house that that's based off of really he actually went yeah oh ed gein yeah he went to the actual Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. He saw it in person. He's like, it was the freakiest shit he has ever. Like, he was looking at the house like, I don't want to be here. I want nothing. The to be energy there. around it, I don't yeah. blame him. He's like, that's got to be nasty. Yeah. Oh no, sorry. He was a kid, and his mom brought him there. Okay. To like show him, like, hey, we're gonna go check out this house. And he's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, <clears throat> I'm gonna go see a house from a movie. Yeah. And he's like, fuck that. He's like, yeah. it just everything about that was just. I want to leave. Yeah. This is a creepy house. That's you as a parent. <laughs> I'm going to bring my child here. Yeah, but I wouldn't tell them. I'd be like, oh, hey, I'd be the child. We're, 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 <laughs> you be, would. Be like, hey, we're going to Grandma's house today. All right, go knock on the door. Grandma oh, actually no. was a murderer that used to wear people's faces and make them into masks. And, and then make- have, like, Matt around the corner with, like, an actual chainsaw. <laughs> Yeah, I, I Matt would be in on that. There, so specifically speaking, the part of the movie that that got me was the very end, right? So the whole time I'm like, this is just a movie that like that goes through. As a little kid, you're scared. That's what goes through your head, right? This is just a movie. So I'm like, oh, this is great, like cool, whatever. You know, I'm scared. But at the very end, like I think it was after the credits, they did like an amateur film type of perspective where like you know you, you, yeah. you're you're in the perspective of someone holding a camera and then they had a sheriff black and white you know staticky a little bit walk down the steps giving like an interview you know he's like this is where um you know he performed all this stuff blah 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 and i'm like oh shit like this is some some real footage you know like i was convinced it was real and uh he ended up like hearing a noise and then like you just see like this kind of uh, blur of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy and like you know he takes him out and drags him into this room you know but the camera falls and to me as a fifth grader that was the realest shit I've ever seen yep. and I was not I did not go to sleep that night I stayed up a full full cycle right and my mom woke me up she's like hey time to go to school and I just was straight up I was like mom I'll be honest with you I haven't slept yet she's like are you sick you know is everything okay I'm like I'm 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 uh 
paralyzed uh, mentally. I don't know what to do. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I just saw the scariest movie in my fucking life last night. She's like, why are you watching scary movies alone in the middle of the night? You're supposed to be going to sleep. I said, well, I learned my lesson, Camille. Okay. And I, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I've never called my mom by her first name growing up. No. I you like, only do it in yeah. stories. Like, <laughs> yeah. The only time you ever really be like, oh, Camille this, Camille that. It's over. It's just whenever you're bringing up a story. Yeah. I was like just, your internal monologue. Like, I told Camille this. Yeah. I just straight up. I was like, it was the most terrifying thing. And I, and she had to reassure me that it wasn't real, you know? And at yeah. that time, you know, in 2005. It's not real because we don't live in that state. Yeah, basically, you know, <laughs> literally. You know how far away Texas is, you know? But, like, um, it was 2005, so there wasn't any way of, like, Googling. Yeah. It was fake, basically, you know? I mean, you could wait for AOL to pop open 20 minutes. You know? You got mail. Yeah, t- oh, my was, God, You yeah. text Cha-Cha. That was 2008. That, dude, that got me so yeah. many answers. I mean. <clears throat> yo, yo, what's this? I don't know. Let me Cha-Cha real quick. <laughs> yo, you'd be like sneaking down your phone by your leg cha-cha like what is two plus six no because we had t9 texting so you're never gonna look you're just like well pull out you'd still in the middle of conversation boom 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 yeah feel your phone vibrate and be like look down be like oh i'll cough 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 oh by the way i'm the smart one and just rattle off the information dude cha-cha was a memory i forgot i had me too cha-cha's like you need lubricant and tissues. And you're like, thank God. What the fuck are you cha-cha in? What kind of cha-cha? <laughs> that I don't think we're using the same cha-cha. Well, I just assumed that was your guys' cha-cha, like, look-ups. No, my, we like, my cha-cha look-ups were like, how can I out-nerd my friends? My cha-cha was just like, if I took 16 blades of grass and I dyed them all blue, would the rest of the grass slowly grow blue? <laughs> following its predecessors and cha-cha'd be like shut the fuck up <laughs> just please don't make me do this i wonder yeah. if we like tried cha-cha now if it was i was like, i would love does to cha-cha know cha-cha even still exist if cha-cha chachi cha-cha cha-cha i say that so say it so often i would like to know if it even exists like joe said that's, that was a long time ago. That's how you got your answers, man. That, that really was. That's how you Google things. You on had the go. to text two four. What was C two four two 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 four two? Yeah, and then you would text them, and then you would wait for a response. Yeah, because it was, makes me believe it, somebody was at the other end with like a computer. Yeah, like, somebody oh. who actually was able to go on the internet. Yeah. What is it? That stuff was crazy two, as two four two. two. Oh, it's in there. My, it's still in my contact. You still have. It's cha- still in my fucking contact. <laughs> cha cha save, dude. Do you still work? That's so this funny. Is... It's probably gonna be like, where we're this is real. Please resign. Oh, uh, cha cha doesn't no. exist. Moment of silence for cha cha. Do you guys remember the anticipation of like, you like, trying to text your crush? You're like, they're going to text me back. Or you have their phone number from some random, like, thing, but you know they would never text you. Oh, dude, I do remember No, because the only person I texted was Archie. It was, hey, let's go do something stupid. Yeah, I I do remember getting, like, getting a number from one of their friends and being like, yeah, text them. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to text. They don't know that I have them. Like, that's weird to randomly text someone or get a random text from someone that's like, hey, I got your number from this person. Like, to me, that shit was weird. So I... 
I only ever really text someone if I knew for a fact they were waiting, anticipating it, or they personally gave it to me because I wasn't about to just randomly text someone. Be like, hey, by the way, I found your phone number by this guy's brother's nephew's cousin's I found former it roommate. I found it engraved into the bathroom stall door. Yeah. I like I would have like my crush's number my phone from some reason they didn't even give it to me and I would like scroll through my contacts be like Ooh. but then I would never talk. <laughs> like, I have their of number course. so like if I, you know they ever want to text me I have it. they never did but you know I do I do remember uh, in the early junior high days the the smooth slick thing to do to get your crush to know secretly that you had feelings for her was to accidentally I'm air quoting I'm air quoting accidentally <laughs> text or calling them and knowing that it was too late at night so they weren't going to answer and then having it go to the voicemail and then you put it in your pocket so they can hear you talking to your friend like you butt dialed them so you're talking to your friend and you're just like yeah dude you know I just I just I really like her there's something about her she's special like she's not you know this and that did so I just then, miss that entire part of childhood in the I morning didn't... in the morning she would get a voicemail and she'd answer like oh he doesn't he didn't mean to call me what is this he's talking about me secretly because of course you're in like fifth grade and you're like this is this is the move and then they would say hey I got a voicemail and you're like what? That's so weird. I never got one of those, so let's just throw that out there. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, Strangers is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we're going to become soon. It's definitely not... Um, it's not in the realm of paranormal, per se, but it is pretty uh, thrilling. And uh, I would suggest taking a, a watch if you guys haven't seen it. All right, and so now no. that we digress no. into our movie-going no. experience, no. Uh, Joseph, Renee, would you like to... That has been an ongoing thing between years. us. Years. For years. So many years. That's so funny. I, I convinced myself his name, his middle name is Renee. Even after fully well knowing that yeah. that was not my middle name. He's known my middle name shit since we first met. You look like a Joseph, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Shannon. For fuck's sake, bruv. Uh, Ari, you're both banned from my house. We're no, we're no longer friends. 15 years of friendship. I'm terminating it right here and now. Except on Thursdays. Nope, nope. I, our friendship is over. He's not allowed. Yeah, you can still come allowed. over on Thursdays, but our friendship is over. We're not friends. We're not even acquaintances. All right, Renee, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk about the Amityville Horror House. In good old Long Island, which is um, the paranormal side of the Amityville Horror House, was actually just completely made up. None of that was real. Really? Yeah. That was solely made up by the Lutz family. So Hmm. what actually happened um, before the Lutz family uh, bought the house was um, it was a family of six, or no, a family of seven. And I think the oldest son murdered the rest of his family in the house in the middle of the night. So it was uh, like a six-person homicide. Wow. And so the uh, Lutz family bought the house super fucking cheap because, of course, six people got just completely annihilated in that house. (laughs) And um, they kept having reports of 
um, like the walls and the ceilings were oozing green slime. They kept hearing noises. The doors were slamming. Windows were slamming shut. I think they had, I want to say it was like six or seven different, like, fully fleshed out apparitions of, like, different creature people type things. Different ghosts. And, um... I think it was the oldest son, George, to this day still believes that that's what happened to the house. They said that a priest came in to try to bless the house after they bought it. And the priest heard a voice that said, get out, and then supposedly got slapped in the sewing room. And it stemmed um, a book and two separate movies. 2006, they also had a documentary in 2013. The guy who did it, Foe, was his uh, their last name, actually just recently passed in prison. Wow. Yeah. So do you know what, like, drove him to do it? He said um, his his story has changed on multiple times um, since he was put in prison. Back in, I want to say it was 74, was when he was sentenced to prison. Uh, he initially stated that he heard multiple voices telling him to do it. Uh, but his story has changed on multiple occasions every time he was asked to something completely different to where none of the stories ever lined up or had any connecting points to them. And um, since the Lutz family, because they, they only spent 28 days in the household. Wow. Yeah. And the uh, father um, was, uh, he had a history of dabbling in the um, the occult. So that's probably where most of the paranormal part stemmed from was his own craziness from, you know, I believe in this, I believe in this. Supposedly, he woke up at uh, 3.15 in the morning around the supposed times when um, Defoe killed his family, saying that um, he heard, like, smelling strange odors, um, the green slime oozing out of places, cold spots in the house, stores opening, like, you know, par- just, you know, super haunted paranormal stuff. But they took a lie detector test and they passed it. Really? Yeah, they passed a lie detector test and people were saying, well, there has to be a sham because they were in financial trouble and then now they have all this publicity. So people are thinking that. And um, the their lawyer, uh, William Weber, he obviously had a fallout with the family over money issues. And he said that they actually fabricated the entire story over multiple bottles of wine. But, so- like, uh, see, that's the thing. Like, I feel like, is that lawyer, he's kind of degrading himself in that way. Like, okay, like, A, he's coming out with telling people their business. B, he helped them fabricate this. So yeah. does it also make him look shitty? You know? Yeah, it's like I he's like, risking I feel his like, career. I, yeah, but too. I feel like in his case, for being a lawyer, that's kind of what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be able to lie and fabricate to, you know, in their... Because there's a lot of shady lawyers in the world. But they take an oath to not speak about those things. You know what I mean? So it's like, is he looking for publicity? Mm-hmm. And he also is trying to get paid because they never paid him. And Yeah, that's got, probably you know? why. Because he's probably like, you know what? I'm going to tell the true story because we had money issues and we had a falling out. Yeah, probably after he was done mm-hmm. practicing, too. Yeah. And they actually changed the address of the house, too, because of how famous it got. Wow. Just to try to make it to where it's like, okay, people stop coming to this house, even though it's in the same location. I read somewhere that they think that, like, the guy who did it was, like, possessed. Yeah, yeah, that's 
multiple, uh, probably some of the other stories. But um, there's been four other families that have uh, been in possession of the house, and not a single one of them has actually said that anything has happened. They're like, yeah, no, it is a perfectly normal household. Like, mm-hmm. no no other family has had any paranormal reports, no nothing. That's just been a perfectly quiet, normal house. That's kind of, like, hard to believe, though, because if six people were murdered in their sleep, like, I feel like there's got to be some sort of, yeah. like, leftover. Residual. Yeah, residual like energy. energy. Yeah. Or something. <clears throat> Unless it was, like, blessed or cleansed or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the uh, guy, um, Ron Defoe Jr., um... Six lifetime sentences. Wow. So life sentence for each person? Yep. That's insane. And yeah, he in March twelfth of twenty twenty one is when he passed in prison. Wow. So really recently. Yeah. A month ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like crazy because he was only sixty nine years old. God. Yeah. So it's like recent history, but it's like it sparked like this huge like Huge paranormal everything, like the two movies, the reboot with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I mean... I don't think I saw that one. It was really good. What if, is it? It's just Amityville Horror? Is that what it's I called? I think it's yeah. just Amityville Horror House. Yeah, Amityville. The first one was in, like, 79. I've seen that yeah. one. And the second one was in 05, I think you yeah. said, Joe, with... That's yeah, 05, with 06. And then they had a documentary on it, and I want to say Netflix had a series on it, too. I didn't know that. I think... Um, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning into this episode of What the Hex. Uh, be sure to check out our Instagram page, uh, What the Hex, um, and um, look forward to uh, posting up our new episodes. Stay spooky, my friends. No, <laughs> generally, I'd go somewhere. Dollar General. <laughs> Generally, it's a dollar. Nope, not batteries. Need six, got five dildos.